So this week on Interstellar Pod, I did not record an episode. Um, I was honestly on vacation with my husband for his birthday. So I was planning on bringing you guys the new mini episodes based on astrology. Um, We've decided that I'm going to do teaching my husband astrology. So it should be pretty funny when we get there. Um, But we didn't get one recorded this week, so I figured that I would bring to you guys a little episode I did with my friends over at the Committee Podcast, and the episode is all about Beyonce and Beachella and Homecoming on Netflix, and I've been wanting to get into this for a while now, so I'm excited to share this episode with you guys. I hope you like it as much as I do. And definitely check out Committee Podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and also on Twitter at Committee Pod, and on Instagram at Committee underscore podcast. All right, hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll catch you next week with the astrology episodes. All right, y'all. This is a special episode of the uh, Committee Podcast. Um, We're going to be talking pretty much all things Beyonce in uh, preparation for her Netflix film, about her Coachella performance that took place uh, last year. Uh, and I have some, uh, I, I guess I can call them experts, uh, Beehive members, stands, you know, whatever whatever they want to be called by. But let, first, let's uh, introduce to, uh, someone who's been on the podcast a lot, the uh, the founder of the Ox DJ. We have Tribbles on. I, I am here. They, you know, they should have known. They're committee podcast listeners. I love Jay-Z, so I have to love Beyonce equally. So I am here. They're, they're, they're a package deal. Uh, we also have a new podcaster, uh, Miss Sierra from the Interstellar podcast. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> yes, and we have the, the ageless wonder, Brandy. Apparently... <laughs> When I, when I heard how old she was, I was like, what? So Now I want to know, okay. but we can't say on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to put her out like that, though. All right, so let, let, let's get right into this. Um, Beyonce pretty much is going on a run this month of April. She has this uh, Netflix film coming out. She just signed Adidas, and uh, she is going to be starring in the new Lion King movie, and all that stuff is happening this month. But for this for this episode, I, I wanted to talk about uh, I wanted to have people on that have seen her live in concert because that's what this this film is basically about the history and the how this uh, concert came to be and the concept planning all that stuff. Um, we actually we have someone that was there. We're going we're gonna to get to that, but uh, Tribbles, where have you seen Beyonce perform live at? Wow. Okay. So um, my first Beyonce show was 2013, August 2013 to be exact. Um, Brooklyn, New York. That was the Miss Carter world tour. Um, my next Beyonce tour was a joint tour in Atlanta for On the Run with... Um, Jay-Z, how could I forget that? The next tour was the Formation World Tour. I went to Houston, Texas. 
with my best friends. So we went out to see her there. And then my most recent Beyonce show was back in Atlanta for On the Run Part 2. So I have saw Beyonce a total of four times. I plan to see her continuously until either I go first or she goes. So, yes. There's, there's probably no possibility of that happening, though. Right, so like we, I have like at least another ten Beyonce shows in me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know you saw her that many times. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, four times. I, I actually like you asking me. It made me sit down and count because I honestly thought it was just like two times, but yeah, definitely four times. Four yeah, amazing see. times. Sierra, how many times have you seen Beyonce live in concert? Well, I was actually kind of like a late comer to Beyonce shows. I never really got to go like growing up or anything like that. I've been listening to her since like Destiny's Child area. But I my first actual Beyonce show was the Formation World Tour, which a lot of people I think in the hive think that that was her best tour. So I, I'm glad, you know, that it was that for my first time. And then I've been going ever since. So I went to, you know, Formation World Tour and OTR2. And uh, I also went to Beachella second weekend so nice. three times now brandy what, what, what you got brandy wow um i went to the i am tour i went to see her in atlantic city atlantic city uh for the rebel show i saw her twice for formation saw mrs carter on the run two twice and on the run the uh, um, second uh, one. I feel like a, a rookie here. I've only seen it one time. <laughs> oh I wow! Saw, I saw her in Atlanta for the uh, the formation tour, and it was honestly, she puts on a great show. Like I've I've been to uh, a couple you know artists' concerts and shows like that, and she put it's it's top mm-hmm. notch, man. Like she sets the bar really really high. She and, was the bar. Yeah. Tri- well, let me ask you this, Triples, because you've seen her like at least four times how how is it you know seeing her multiple times like do the shows get better do they just stay at the same level or well okay so i've been to four shows my personal favorite is definitely the formation world tour i think i think we can all account and say that some of her transitions are the same at the shows but it's like um i was explaining earlier when we were kind of talking that like she could put a different background it could legit change the energy in that arena and i think for me what keeps beyonce being extra extra fresh for me i try to catch her in different moments so notice my first show was in brooklyn inside of her husband's you know arena and then formation i go to her hometown so like the different type of intensity she brings in each city like what each city means to her like i feel like each person although the set list may be the same although the production value may be the same she delivers a brand new show every single night because it's something that she's attaching to wherever she is so um yeah i think first off you have to go to more than one beyonce show I think everyone gets their Beyonce cherry pop, and then it's like, when are the next tickets going on sale? Because she doesn't really tour often. I don't think people pay attention to that. She tours for an extended period of time, but she only goes on so many tours. Right. Pretty much one per album. Yeah. Yeah. R- roughly, because that honestly, the four, the four and self titled, because she dropped self titled. While she was while she was still doing the Miss Carter um, right. 
the yeah the Miss Carter world tour, like so. It, it to me that was kind of weird. And then uh, what was it on the run tour? They dropped two. They dropped everything is love. So I mean, Beyonce is constantly setting standards and just doing shit because she knows she's Beyonce and we won't complain about it. Because like just I mean, I, you just spent. Let's just say you you get like a basic ticket. You spend about one hundred and seventy five bucks, and then she drops new material while you're actively at the show. Like wow. Like, but, you, but you're not even mad you're just like let me get to my car so i can go purchase this album multiple times and stream it multiple times so i've started a beyonce savings account now because i just have to stay ready i cannot I have stay my- ready so you don't have to get ready my american express stays ready just in case Okay. <laughs> and I and I think we all can say you definitely have to have a system in getting tickets, um, <laughs> like being on Ticketmaster, StubHub, wherever wherever you get your Beyonce tickets, just being there early and having multiple computers, phones, grandma's phones, call your best friends, your work phone, like <laughs> everything to get tickets. Because let me know. ask you guys, when did you know, like, or think, like, okay, this girl, she is it. Like, at what point, what performance? Um, For me, I was, mm-hmm. I was a late bloomer, but it was the Elements of Four DVD. Mm-hmm. I purchased the DVD, Blu-ray DVD combo, and I watched it. And, of course, that's the four, the four album, which is my favorite Beyonce album. And just watching, like, the raw emotions filled in with, like, a montages of, like, now Jay-Z's in there. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, at that moment, I was like, wow. It's her. Like, I, I love her. Like, I th- always thought it was like, oh, I love him, so I gotta love him. But it's like, no. She has now gained the attention, the right. respect. This is the one to stand for. So, yeah, here I It was the, the same era. That four era was, like, I feel like that was the most that was the first time in her solo career, I think, that she, like, was genuinely putting out music that she really cared about and, like, wanted to make, you know? Like, you could tell she was in her element, like, in her flow, and um, I remember that's when that uh, documentary, Life is But a Dream, came out, and you kind of got to see those sides of Beyonce that you had never really saw before, like, her being vulnerable and, like, relatable and, like, showing sort of like her path mm-hmm. to like having blue right, and everything right. I don't know it's just very endearing that whole era I think and that's when I really started I mean like I said I was a fan since Destiny's Child and I like followed her solo career but I wasn't like really like a yeah. super fan until four and then when self-title hit and and she kind of changed the whole game like how music is released and everything like that um that's right. when I was like exactly. okay like this is a, a legend among us. Like <laughs> she is a living icon. Yeah. I'm gonna have to agree with Sarah at that point. That's because, like everybody, mm-hmm. I knew of Beyonce when she was in Destiny's Child. I knew she was talented. I knew she could sing, dance, all that stuff. Put on a great show. But like Sierra was saying, when mm-hmm. when self title just dropped out of nowhere, and then she put up, then she put out all the music videos at the same yeah, time. Yeah, visuals for every single song. Yes. Just every yes. single thing. And I was like, hold up, this is this is something no different. Like, we're, not, like we're not just doing the normal the normal. And she, cre- and she killed the Tuesday drop. 
I, people do not remember that music dropped on Tuesday. Beyonce dropped that album. It was on a Friday. It was on a day while I was studying for a final exam in college. And Ooh. I thought I was being trolled on Twitter because, you know, like, you remember at one point on social media, it was like, oh, such and such has a new album. And then they drop a link. And it's a link to, like, Soulja Boy's Crank That or some just random song that you haven't heard in forever. And so I click the link and it's like a real iTunes link. And I just immediately go purchase it. I am a struggling college student at this moment. I don't even think I had the money to cover it. So what I did, so I'm going to snitch on myself. But what I did was I purchased the album on iTunes so I can get all the content. And then I called Wells Fargo. And I told them that someone accidentally purchased it because they thought they were logged into their iTunes account. So they ended up giving me my money back and I still kept the iTunes content, which I still listen to Beyonce subtitle to this day. Um, so I'd ha but I had to. And before the night was over, I knew drunken love forwards and backwards. And luckily I lived in an apartment with like full of Beyonce fans. So that album stayed on repeat like the whole weekend. So... Literally, like, I scammed. I scammed for Beyonce. Shout out to me. <laughs> and now people call it pulling really? a Beyonce when somebody does like a surprise drop like that. Right, exactly. And they haven't been able to do it quite like her, but yeah, they do. It's never really like a legit surprise either. It's usually like a, a, a yeah. couple days before they're like, "Hey, Kendrick's dropping the album next week," or "Jay right. dropping the album yeah. on, you know this weekend." Yeah. Beyonce was like, "Here, here's a full album and mm -hmm. like twelve videos to go with it. Enjoy yourselves. Like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> it's not, go it's not even that. It's like I'm gonna drop an album and then put a picture up with no caption on Instagram. Right? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Smiling at us. Yeah, she sure did. I, I think for me, I, I do think Beyonce kind of became." Uh, legendary outside of like the the business side of releasing music but once once i heard like lemonade and all the different sounds that she was able to pull off all the different genres that she was able to right. pull from and how you know beyonce has this way of and this is this is from like a, a my perspective like she has a way of making herself come off as normal you know what i'm saying like she goes through the same things that other that regular people go through, even though she's this mega star, super talented, you know, all time great, you know, performer, larger than life person. But at the end of the day, you know, she still sometimes she doesn't feel good about how she looks. You know, sometimes she feels insecure about her relationships, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like that's it's relatable. Mm -hmm. it's, it's refreshing to yeah, hear that. Right. Awkward silence interrupted by triples. <laughs> so um, we talked about, I mean, I guess basically like our favorite concert moments, but like when we go like best Beyonce album or you're feeling down or you're just like, I want to feel really good. What Beyonce album are you guys popping um, up? Go ahead. For me, it's four, but like self-titled once in a while. It depends like how I want to feel. <laughs> if I want to just like sing in my car, I'm going to listen to four. For sure. Four, four is it the In My Feelings album. I love it to death, though. My favorite <laughs> album. But that's that. I think for me, my feel good, like, get up 
I'm probably putting on either self-titled or Dangerously in Love. Because Dangerously in Love has so many bops on there. And it's just so many different types of sounds. So you go up and down throughout the album. But I, I definitely enjoy that as like a good sing-along album. B-Day's got some good ones, too. I love oh, yeah. I listen to B-Day a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. B-Day and Four for me. Yeah, I feel like depending on who you ask in the hive, like they're mm-hmm. gonna say four or B Day for their favorite Beyonce record. Right. And then I think it's like kind of commonly known too that like self titled and lemonade are sort of in like a league of their own. Like when we discuss our favorite right. four albums, or our favorite four albums, our favorite Beyonce albums, we usually say like everything like four and before. And then, like, but of course, self-titled and Lemonade are amazing. Like, you know what I mean? They're just, like, kind of, they're, like, it's, like, eras, different eras. Right. It's We saw different sides of Beyonce. Like, self-titled was, def, like, a very vulnerable album. Like, I'm going to be risky in regards to, like, sexual content because, like, we know that Be- clearly Beyonce had sex. We knew that. <laughs> but it was, like, to hear her sing about it and to be so open and, and kind of, like, vulgar with it was, like, wow. Like, every time I hear, even to this day, even when I hear Beyonce curse, I'm like, oh, wow, Beyonce cursed again. Wow, that's crazy. Like, I didn't, like, I know she curses, but she did it. Like, you don't, I mean, for me, I don't really look at her as, like, this aggressive like I don't know this aggressive sexual beast that she was like on partition you listen to partition it's like what or you listen to rocket like think about like she was vocally delivering on rocket but then you go listen to the lyrics it's like Beyonce like I didn't know you had it in rocket is one of my all-time favorite Beyonce songs (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna go with four that's the, uh, the album I go to. That's that's my in the car, <laughs> riding around. I got to get these uh get these vocals. <laughs> that's my vocal album. I can see Sniffle singing "Party" doing the background vocals on. Party. Uh, like you put you put you put love on top. You put love. You you if you can, if I had like a hidden camera in my car and you saw love on top come on while I'm in the car. Ooh, I get it. I I go as high as I can. I try. It's, it gets bad sometimes, but I'm I'm going for it. I ain't scared. I get up in there. <laughs> I can just see it now. Yeah, I feel like at some point I should do like uh like just record myself in the car. It's bad though, <laughs> man. But that's that's the thing, man. Like you know, you, you throw a little Beyonce on, you get in a, you get in a little groove. It's man, it's, she's she's amazing. I, I I can't even I can't even like front about it. That's why she's on my uh. I am Mount Rushmore of a of artist. Yes. What would you say is her most iconic moment? Because I I know for me it would it would be because it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs. The what was it the the VMAs when she announced that she was pregnant <laughs> and she sang "Love yes. on Top." Yes. And at the end, you know, she oh, took her cummerbund off or whatever, and like <laughs> right. this and, it, and this was. <laughs> This was during happier. This was during happier days because Jay Z and Kanye West were all happy yeah. about it, and I was just, "This is great." They're all walking each other around and laughing. Yeah, it was surreal. Like I go back and watch it sometimes. I'm like, "Man, what happened? What happened to us?" I know. We were all just so happy. We were all together. Like, what? How did we? How did we get so far apart? Like, what is happening? But that's. That's my uh, like most iconic moment for for Beyonce. Oh, I think for me, um, 
VH1 Divas when she did Dangerously in Love? Oh, yeah. mm. oh, that's the question. Come on, I've gone in the archives <laughs> with that one. Like, <laughs> I watched that so many times. Like, and you can see everybody oh. their reaction. Um, that and um, girl, what is the one? Um, hold on, let me. I forgot what show it was, but it's when her mom dedicated a, a award to her. And um, oh, uh, was it the? Oh no, the video Vanguard was. Yeah, it. that's was it. That one? Yeah, that moment. That's the that's the Vanguard Award. Yeah, the VMA's Video mm-hmm. Award. Yeah. Yes, that performance was epic. I think that was the same one that like, um, that Blue was doing the choreo in the audience, oh, yeah. right? Well, see, no, 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 no. You're talking about when Rihanna got the award and Beyonce performed that night and Beyonce showed the fuck out. That's what you're talking about. Oh shit <laughs> because remember Beyonce came and did like she did a limit the, the set that she did for the formation tour because she was doing albums I mean album cuts from Lemonade mm-hmm. um and it was actually like Brianna's big night I thought that was so crazy it was such a great performance but I was like damn be like this is kind of homie stage tonight well, the like, one they, that I was talking about was when that Blue was, on, was like that was MTV maybe two like she wasn't yeah, that old yeah mm-hmm yeah, that's what I thought too. Because I remember like um, footage of Blue in the back being like, "Everyone say congratulations!" Like telling everyone to tell Beyonce congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cute. Uh, the master of the house. <laughs> I also think um, her VMA performance of Lemonade, that like um, that montage yeah, that she did, yeah, that was good. She broke the camera. Yep. That- I look. I'm gonna go throwback, and I'm just gonna go original. I like when they did the Destiny's Child cater to you it. moment at the BT Awards. Is I that think Andrew? yes. I th- I think that that particular year, the BT Awards, like that was like black excellence. Everybody, when I go back and look at that actual whole like award show, like everything about that was just so positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It just was a feel-good moment. Like, when I see that moment, I don't think that kind of defined her career, but that's just, like, one of my favorite moments because it was just, like, she was out there, like, and then Jay-Z was in the audience, so she clearly didn't pick her husband. Like, I don't know. It just was just, like, that's it was just a great trying moment Trying to for keep me. things, like, pretty low, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when Beyonce did uh, Run the World Live at the Billboard Music Awards, you remember that when she had the oh, oh, yeah. the intra interactive yeah, thing? Yes. That one, I love when everything like went wrong, yeah. like before rehearsals and stuff. So they had like one night to rehearse, and like the visuals weren't going right. And I think she was pregnant, right? And she hadn't announced. Yeah, it yet. she she was. This was before the Love on Top performance. Yep. Oh, I didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. all in uh, the Life of mm-hmm. a Dream uh, documentary shows like her getting ready for that. Yeah, and trying yeah, to hide her belly too. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there was, if we're looking, I guess towards the, the, the next phase of uh, Beyonce's career, um, what is a type of, what type of album or what type of sound or style or genre would you want to see her go into? Because she, I mean, she, she's tore up R, like R&B. We yeah. can, we, she's 
conquered that. Like T- to be honest with 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 Beyonce, I kind of just take what she gives me because unlike most artists today, when when Beyonce gives me fourteen or fifteen tracks, I know those are what Beyonce whatever her t- whatever her bar is. Those are fifteen above the bar songs for Beyonce. Like I know she is actively handing me her best work. So whether I, I mean, it's certain songs, of course, you're not going to like, or it may take a minute to grow on, but I'm very confident in whatever she delivers to me. So I don't really set expectations or look for her to do something because I think she always puts her craft and also her fans forward. Um, whether she's challenging our ears to understand and like something or like, cause it, like, a, like a perfect example of 7-Eleven. Like when I first heard 7-Eleven, I was like, what the fuck is this Beyonce? But then you throw visuals into it and you put it in a certain setting and you understand, okay, I'm not going to play 7-Eleven when I just broke up with my boyfriend and I'm upset. 7-Eleven is when I'm getting dressed with my homegirls and we're about to go out like yeah. that. You, you she kinds of like, I guess she determines what we kind of listen to, and not in a manner of like we can't dislike it, but it's just like you just trust Beyonce because you know how passionate she is about her music. With other artists, you come in with these expectations because we have multiple examples of you giving us just shit and making us go through and find the gems where it's like Beyonce deliver, deliver us gems. And it's just kind of like a few people will throw certain tracks out. I agree. Totally. I, I think that anything that I set as an expectation for her, she's going to like, she's going to smash that tenfold anyway. Like I can't dream up anything that would be better than what Beyonce is going to dream up. You know what I mean? So I just kind of let her do her thing. I'm at my point in my standum of Beyonce right. where I'm just like, whatever you're going to give to me, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. So I have, I definitely have, like, you know, I, I prefer, like, the vocals. I like when she, like, sings. And I would like something, like, four-esque again. But that's just, like, you know, that's what I've seen so far. So I don't really, I don't know the limits of what we could see next. But yeah. I don't know. I I do also like this new Beyonce that like talks her shit and raps and like <laughs> and cusses and like that's fun too, you know. So whatever she's got coming, I'm I'm cool with. Uh, I'm gonna go with basically Beyonce on a stool with a piano, like a piano player, and Beyonce singing ballads. like pure vocals. Because mm-hmm. there's there's still a part of me that, that sees these idiots on the internet saying that Beyonce's not that great of a singer, and I'm like y'all y'all don't know what you're listening to, you really don't. I just wanted to, I almost want her to make an an Adele type album, mm-hmm. like twenty like twenty one, where it's just like just straight like no dance songs, no pop songs, no radio singles, just get in the booth and just yeah. Blow. I could I could see that working. Like we I, I was talking about with my husband too because there's been like rumors recently that this um when homecoming comes out there's also supposed to be some music that she's working on but there's supposed to only be bonus tracks to accompany like old songs so to me that sounds like sort of like a greatest hits deal which I really am not ready for Beyonce to have a greatest hits album I don't think she's I think she's still got albums in her and like usually people do that at the end of their career um but I could also see 
I mean, she could want to just go off and enjoy her babies and her money and live her life, you know? So I don't know. I hope it's not true, but if it is, I could see her doing something like that. That's more low key and not like full on pop star choreo and outfit changes and blah, blah, blah. But like, just here are the vocals, you know? I could. I think I do somewhat feel she's still in her prime. I, I think she's gearing up to go back with Destiny's Child. That's just my 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 heart is still there that we're gonna get a DC three dash five reunion somewhere down the line very that. soon. Oh yeah. wow! I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I, I like it. it. Listen. Well, if I can get Destiny Fulfilled performed live in my adulthood after going through life, yeah. I, I could die happy woman. I need Destiny Fulfilled live. I want to see, I want to see, um, if I get Destiny's Child, I want to see DC5. I want to see Latavia and Latoya. Just to do a performance. Just yeah. something fun. Um, <laughs> I think the, the kind of, mu- I, don't, I can't predict what, what Beyonce is going to do. Like, for Beachella, I was like, in the beginning, I was like, what is she going to do, you know? But, like, she completely went, she went somewhere else. Like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, paying homage to, like, an HBCU. But that was the coolest thing ever. But it's like, and so right, while we're while we're in the HBCU sector, let's shout out Howard University, who just got uh, oh, yeah. free screening of Homecoming. Oh, shout out to the Howard University Bison. H U, you know, we here. Yeah, I'm kind of like you. I just take <laughs> I just take whatever she gives me, like seriously, because it, you know it's gonna be fun. You know, you know it's gonna be something you can dance to. But I always hear Beyonce's vocals, and I'll you know even when um she did. Uh, Sasha Fierce, that whole era, you could hear her vocals, but some, you know, you're gonna have people who always think Beyonce can't sing because she's not, you know, because she does dance. I, I see people saying that on, you know, YouTube, like, oh, if you have to do all that, you really can't sing. And it's like, no, she can do it all. And I don't think people really know. Yeah. And the gag is she can do both. You know what I mean? Like she can she can sing like that while she's dancing, which is the most important thing at all. Right. Like I don't think people really know how hard that is and like how she trained on a treadmill to sing and to dance, you know, and in heels. Like to have the vocals and the key the key chords and the changes yeah. that she and does, like depending on it's that ridiculous. level, you know. Show me one artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nobody. It's true. I'm, I'm trying really hard not to bring something up just based off of what you said as far as like people saying that Beyonce needs all these you know extra things going on yeah. in the background because she can't sing as well and she's doing all this extra dancing I'm going to keep my comments about a particular artist that does do that kind of stuff oh, to no. myself because this uh-huh. is not a that we're not going to we're not slandering any other artists we're just here to talk uh-huh. about Beyonce but um Sarah you were you were at uh Beachella so can you give us like a, a bit of a rundown of, of your experience there? Yes. Okay. So I went to the second weekend. So I already knew what to expect. And I heard um, I heard that like the actual dancers and everyone noticed a, a shift from the first weekend to the second weekend. They said that everyone during the first weekend was like shocked and looked like a little stuck because they were just like in awe of what was happening. And then they said the second weekend people had already watched the live stream. So we were like dancing and singing more and like we knew what to look out for. So 
I actually went with my husband and he bought me tickets like specifically to go see Beyonce. And so on Saturday, I told the whole group that I was with, I was like, you guys can do whatever you want. I'm going to go stand in front of the Beyonce stage the entire day. So that's where I'll be. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I got there around like, I think, I don't know. I think it was like noon or something. People had already been out there standing and I like found my way to over by the runway on the like right side of the runway. And I just stand it. I, I just stood in the same place for nine hours waiting <laughs> for Beyonce. <laughs> wow. And it was crazy. That's the closest I've ever been to her at any show. Um, you know, well, I've only, I've only been to three so far, but um, it'll probably be the closest I ever get because I've seen those Beehive tickets and they get up upwards towards 9.50. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was insane. I mean, I don't see anything else topping that, honestly. Like, the costume changes. She had five costume changes. Mm -hmm. um, we saw Destiny's Child. Jay-Z, Solange, like, there were, like, 100-plus dancers, a full band. Um, she did, like, songs that we had been asking for, <laughs> so it's almost like she had been listening and, like, trying to workshop what, you know, what songs to take out and everything, like, Deja Vu and, like, Check On It are, like, notoriously songs that people ask for every tour and she doesn't play very often, so it was cool to see stuff like that. Um, yeah, it lasted two hours. There's 26 songs. Um, it's crazy. Okay, so I fully expect this. I expect <laughs> this film to be at least four hours in. It's probably gonna be like an hour 30. Yeah. <laughs> an hour 42. An hour, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I think the thing that I'm most excited to see is how she, how she came up with the idea to do that and the the thought process, like let's how how are we gonna come up with this concept? How do we choose what band we're gonna go with? The 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 lettering, the the style of the clothes. Like I'm interested in that stuff. I, obviously, I want to you know watch the performance, but I'm always curious to see how how artists create things and how something like something that big that big of a moment, the process of leading up to that. How did that happen? I'm always you know what I can't wait to see. Um, it's definitely how much Jay-Z plays a part in this. Like, I know it's weird. Like, it's like the weird angle to take, of course, but I'm a Jay-Z fan, but I know he had a lot of the, the, the small, intricate details. He probably had a lot to say in, in it. So I'm just, I'm really interested to see how he plays a role and then just kind of her thought process on what it means for her children. Because I think she's going to tie this in um, to, like, self-discovery and just, like, you know, love for what HBCUs did, not only for, you know, her family, but just the Black community in general. So I think she's going to kind of touch back in with her roots. And I just want to see how she's looking at that from a perspective of a, of a mother, like passing those, that knowledge down to her, um, her children. Definitely. I just want to see Blue Ivy do choreography. The queen, the real queen. Y'all yeah, need to watch it. I think Beyonce bad. Wait till, wait till Blue Ivy go in the camp. <laughs> that clip of Blue Ivy like doing the dance moves with her, like whipping her hair and stuff. That was so cute. I mean, she was serious. <laughs> we 
we all know who's in charge. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I saw her um, at, at Beachella, on the other side of the runway to me was Blue Ivy. And she kept, like, jumping up. And she was getting the whole crowd, like, super hype. Everyone was like, blue, blue, like, losing their minds. And her, her like, aunt and, like, a bunch of, like, her family was around her. And they were, like, telling her to, like, get down. <laughs> they were like, stay down. You're getting everyone too crazy. <laughs> and then um, right before the show, they brought her, like, a little stepladder so that she could actually see. It was so cute. That is so cute. But, yeah, it was an incredible show. I would say that's it's going to live in infamy as my like favorite show I've ever been to and probably the closest I'll ever be to Beyonce. <laughs> so I, I have a question. I, I'm, I have not personally seen Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson perform live, but from YouTube clips and documentaries and just videos, is it safe to give Beyonce the crown of like the entertainer of this generation or even all time are we are we there to give it it's quite safe to say this generation for sure i think hands down definitely of this generation i think people will argue with you about you know michael jackson and i don't want to hear that after watching a certain documentary i saw michael jackson when i was about six five or six and um, I remember it, but I can't. Oh God, I love Beyonce. I think the way she packages things and her life makes her way better, ten times better. But as far as like, you know, I, I don't know if you ever seen Michael Jackson's movie, his documentaries, um, like about him and his videos, his songs, mm-hmm. his like people falling out. I can't, I tried to do that one day and I, and I recanted on it because I I can't do it. I can't say yes. I can say when you at the, the whole of a person, when I'm looking at the whole of Michael Jackson and his whole life and the controversy and all that, yeah, I have to say Beyonce is better. But if you strictly keep it to music, I can't say that. I think Michael Jackson was probably the, he was the first to have to have like fame on that level. Maybe I mean I'm trying to think of somebody before that. I mean maybe the Beatles or something like that. But yeah. I I think it's it's kind of the same argument from a, a sports person when they have the Michael Jordan LeBron conversation because it's like what. Michael Jackson means to music. I don't think Beyonce could ever top that. Like, I don't think that. I honestly, I I don't believe that. But when it's like when you when you go look at the actual work being put in and the continuous effort and the 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 grit, the determination, the production, the perfection that she's putting in, that a person like LeBron James is putting in, it's like you still have to give them some credit. And I think saying those things or creating those conversations saying hey she could be it she could now be the it factor or you know back to that sports analogy LeBron James could be that it factor it doesn't take away from the greats you can't you can't like diminish a Michael Jackson no matter what anybody says but I think the conversation 
needs to start shifting. I'm not saying we all need to be team Beyonce and just say fuck Michael Jackson, but I think these arguments that people are bringing up need to start to be legitimized because like, this is not a one-time thing she's doing. She is continuously doing these and she's getting better every time she goes into it. So I think I'm, 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 I'm with you. Like, yeah, we can't really flat out say it with our chest, but I think a lot of people need to start paying attention to this conversation because the the proof is in the pudding at the same time. So we shall see. I think I think when she leaves this earth, we will confidently be saying that she was the it factor. But that, but in the same breath, that does not take away of anything or the star power that Michael Jackson had. Yeah, yeah. He he. I mean, his shows, everything he did. But Beyonce, I think she's a, a couple of projects away. Like if she keeps like Beachella is when we start having that conversation. Like when I was having it with the with a friend online, and um. I was just like, wow, do you, do you see this? You know, like we're the same age. And I was like, do you remember, you know, this and this and when Michael Jackson did this and we, we used to sit in our living room on Thursday nights waiting on his world premiere, you know, like we're sitting around waiting on Beyonce the same way, you know, we're going to watch a documentary at two o'clock in the morning. We stayed up for Coachella three o'clock in the morning. You get what I'm saying? So it's like that conversation, if you, you know, if you're a real fan and and I like I really like to talk to people who remember Michael Jackson's era. Like you you know the videos, you know the songs. Not just somebody that you know at, at a certain age. I don't. It's not that I don't think you can't know it, but you can't experience it the same and have a a real opinion. Well, not real opinion, but yeah, a real opinion about it because you didn't experience it. <laughs> I think that's a valid statement because it, it is a different feeling from being able to like be immersed in it in real time. And I also get your argument because in the age of the internet, people just say outlandish stuff because they can say outlandish stuff. So I do, I, I, I understand it from the, the Michael Jackson is it, the it, be it crowd, because it's like one, a lot of us have not, I have never, um, been in, the, in a Michael Jackson concert to be able to feel that presence of what he was actually bringing out. <clears throat> but at the same time, a lot of those people who are like, oh my gosh, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, they won't go experience a Beyonce concert. So it's like, how can you be so stuck in this, like, this is it all be all, and you have an opportunity. And the internet, to me, they love to show off on resellers. Like Beyonce has never per- priced a ticket never. over 200 and something dollars. And I think the cheapest ticket has been like $69. Now, unfortunately resellers get a hold of those and they raise the prices up. But if you do the the right thing with Ticketmaster and get all your stuff together, you can go, You that person who is so mm-hmm. gung-ho on discrediting her, you can spend 70 bucks to prove yourself either right or even put it into consideration. So I think on both sides of that argument, it is that, that missing factor because a lot of people who say Beyonce is better have not had the opportunity to experience Michael Jackson. But many of those people that have experienced Michael Jackson don't give her that common courtesy to see what other people are kind of championing in this moment. So it, it, like you said, you just got to be open to it for the de- for the debate to work. People have to be open to both sides of the argument. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think it's, it's like. It's some people... I'm sorry, Sierra. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think it's, it's just like anything, like you have to be open to seeing both sides, like Tribbles was saying. And like, I think a lot of people that are like kind of contrarians about Beyonce and like, they just don't like her because she is so popular and they want to say something against it, you know? And so they'll, like, the whole Beyonce is the greatest entertainer of our generation. And then they're like, okay, well, what about Michael Jackson? It's like, okay, well, we might be from two different generations. And, like, you know, of my experience, of my time, Beyonce is the greatest entertainer of my generation. I can say that confidently. Yeah. But, you know, I have a different experience than some people. Right. So I think it's just kind of, like, being able to see that perspective and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, since since she was 16, I mean, this girl's been the talk of the town, you know. Um, I I have friends that don't like her because she's popular. or And I really think it's just because she was a woman. I think if it was a guy doing the same thing, they'll be all over it. But, you know, they don't uh, – some people don't like for you to be too – you know, they, they want you to dim your light a little bit. She's talked about all that. And I just think some people are just never going to you, – you're never going to be able to get them. Not at this point, you know. Yeah, or they'll have something to say about, like, her doing Seven yeah. Eleven or her doing, like, mm-hmm. the more fun stuff, or, like, everything, everything with love, you know, there's songs on there that's, like, more, like, like, age shit and stuff. You know, they'll have something to say about that. And it's like, okay, but you haven't listened to the tracks where she's singing her heart out, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really look at all sides of her as an artist. They just hear what they hear on the radio or whatever. So I don't know. What do you? What song would you guys send to people if they said that Beyonce like is overrated or can't sing? What song would you or performance would you send to them? Oh, if we're gonna do a performance, uh, probably gonna give them Resentment live. Yes, that's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> Resentment. She she definitely like over the years. She even freestyles that song different now. Goes out for Resentment every um, time. Uh, what else? Dangerously in Love. That I th- I think. To, to me, when people say she can't sing, I'm like, she showed us on the first album. She showed us on the Destiny's Child album because Dangerously in Love was done on, what, the Survivor album. So, I feel like it's undeniable. Yeah. I, I think Beyonce hate is just because she's popular. Like, people, I tell, I say it all the time, a lot of people, unless, unless you're just really crazy, I think people who hate Beyonce are crazy, but I think most people, when they say they dislike Beyonce, they're really talking about her fans and how people, I guess, uplift her, but they're not talking about her because Beyonce has done, like, pretty much nothing for us to hate. How can you hate her? Like now, I know a way that you can hate all of her fans. I know plenty of ways we can we can have a whole podcast on that. But something that legitimately, like that, you can say she did that was like the scum of the earth. It's nothing that we know of. Now, what she does behind closed doors, she has a very she has a very private life. For her to be so huge, she does a really good job of having her private life. So I don't know that. And I don't want to know that. So yeah. I'm going to continue to big up this positive black woman who is, joint. I mean, basically unifying everybody together. She's an international superstar. She can go anywhere and she's recognized. If, if I were to run into somebody that actually questioned uh, Beyonce's greatness, I would tell them to YouTube uh, her performance at a Stevie Wonder tribute that she did. Oh my god! Oh, great, 
I think that might have been the moment for me where I was like, holy shit. Like she she's right. made these Stevie Wonder songs Beyonce songs now. Like, oh yeah, that's a that's a Beyonce song. I'm sorry, Stevie. That was one of the greatest tributes <laughs> I've ever seen. Usually they're kind of cheesy to me. And her yeah. vocals that night, this was after um she sang uh what was the I guess the movie about oh goodness, I can't remember. It was some movie and um this lady, she's a soul singer. She was supposed to sing a song. It was this controversy. The Dream Girls movie? What is it? The Dream Girls movie? No, no, it wasn't that old. It was the Selma movie. Oh, it the Selma movie. Oh. And she's oh, like, uh, let us see, let us see. Yes, yes, oh, that oh. whole thing. And it was the that was it was in the same week, and people were talking about her vocals, and they didn't really like it. And then she did the Stevie Wonder tribute, like right after it, and her vo- vocals were flawless. Like it was just the look, everything. The whole show was just fa- flawless. I always remember too that um, what was it for the Super Bowl? I think, uh, or no, no, no. Oh, sorry, it was for the uh, inauguration of mm. Obama. Yeah. Um, she was gonna sing, like, she was gonna sing uh, mm-hmm. at last, and I think for like some promo before, so I don't know. She lip synced, didn't wasn't that the controversy oh, yeah. or whatever? Oh, um, that was the Super Bowl. T- no, that was the Super Bowl, right? No, 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 oh, no, 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 They said she lip synced at the inauguration and then she sang at the Super Bowl, like that's at the press right, conference. That's what it was. Yeah, that's why I was getting confused, yeah. but. Yeah, so he, she lip sync and then she like came to a press conference to uh, to talk about that and then she was like, but I can sing. I'll show you right now and just started yeah. singing at the press conference. She's like, I got the vocal right here for you if you want to. There's <laughs> moments like that. I'm like, okay, like, you know, when you can see that she's like a real person and that she like has real feelings and you know, gets nervous and stuff like that too. That's when I think like she's the most endearing because she is such a like iconic pop star that it's it's hard to, you know, to see that sometimes. I know um, as far as the whole like mm-hmm. Michael Jackson discussion, like I feel like that that's that's done. Like I have no problem putting my, putting my chest out with that I one. Of course, of like, course. And, I, and, and it, this isn't this isn't this isn't just like a run in the mill like oh I'm just gonna be one of those people yeah. that just says hey Beyonce is better than Michael like I I I did the research I looked at live performances I went through all their albums I'm just like you know what she's mm. just a better artist she's a better singer her song I the the thing that I'll give Michael Jackson the, I think that the the thing that puts him that the reason why it's so hard for people to push Michael Jackson aside is because a lot of us grew up on Michael Jackson. I grew up on Michael Jackson. My mom has VHS tapes of me and my brothers, like in the kitchen, trying to move in our socks. Like everybody has those moments. And like, like y'all were saying, Michael Jackson was the biggest star. He was the first like big, big solo act that was bigger than everything. And he was one of the first artists to, uh, one of the first black artists to have like a music video on MTV. He he has a lot of first. He's just first. That doesn't make you the best. At some point, you got to get past. You're going to get surpassed. That's what happens when you're first. I'm not going to sit here and say Michael Jackson didn't influence Beyonce. He doesn't. He, he influenced pretty much every artist out there, out there right now. But yeah. if we're going to talk about like albums, uh, vocal performances, um, what you call visuals 
uh, actual impact. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's not even. Cl- <laughs> I don't want to say it's not even close, but yeah, I'm. I'm on. I'm. For well, let me say this: the bar for me is Prince. Like, that's the bar for me. Like, Michael Jackson's not the bar. It's it's Prince, that's, and I don't. That's, that's legit. I'll give you that one. I don't think, <laughs> and and and. Beyonce is, is not going to be... She's a genius. She's not going to... She won't reach that Prince level because she can't... She can't... And she, and she can't... She's never going to be uh, looked at as one of the best mm-hmm. five greatest guitar players or piano players or anything like that. But if, if we, if we mm-hmm. want to go, like, album for album... Right, different albums. Yeah, if we want to go, like, album for album, mm-hmm. like looking at live performances and, and match those up between Michael and Beyonce, like, we could do this. Like, I ain't, I ain't got no problem. I got the time because I've done this before. <laughs> People come on my mentions all the time because mm-hmm. they think I'm slandering Michael Jackson. And at the end of the day, I'm like, am I slandering him if it's true? <laughs> no. I mean, it is what it is. I'm sorry to, to, to yeah. ruin your childhood. But <laughs> at some point, someone's going to be better than him. And that time has come. And it came a little while ago. <laughs> but you know it this was a good this was a good discussion we're, we're pretty much at our uh at our time limit i think and um like i said this is just something to kind of get you ready for the uh homecoming the film by beyonce and this is also another thing that michael jackson didn't do so but exciting. anyway um <laughs> you can check us out we drop a, <laughs> drop a podcast every monday uh check us out on um, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Anchor. Um, we're on the we're with the Kids Work Crowns Collective. You can check out uh, Two Dope Smarks, um, the Reduce Lunch Podcast, the Dirty Bird Nation Report. They should be coming out with something for the draft. Um, Tribbles, you, you can. Um, she's got the Ox DJ. Yeah, the Ox oh, you know. Let, let me let me let y'all. Look, the y'all Ox stuff. DJ is here. We're back. Um, rebranding coming soon. Got my logo being designed right now. So make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Ox DJ. Um, follow me on Twitter at it's underscore tribbles. That's a Z at the end of tribble. Um, and yeah, you know, I'll follow back. I'll try to. If your tweets are interesting, I'll follow back. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at Interstellar Pod. That's my new podcast. That's Interstellar with an E. And um, you can follow me on my personal Twitter at CraftyCake27. Brandy, go ahead and give us your Twitter at. I know you'd be out here in these in these streets, oh. these <laughs> streets out here traveling <laughs> a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Asha seventy seven seventy seven. I just have a whole lot of opinions. <laughs> All right. Once again, I appreciate y'all uh, all coming on and, and, and sharing y'all's experiences. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're just going to have to wait and see what this, uh, what Beyonce has in store. You know, maybe maybe an album drops, maybe not, but... Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for it. I'm, I'm sure trying to have a viewing party. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure Netflix is uh, going to go through the roof uh, when this thing drops, so... Uh, check us out, give us a five-star review, and uh, we'll check you later. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Interstellar. 
As always, you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at EnterStellarPod. Let us know what you thought about the episode. And also, we want to give a quick shout out to Soundboy for our theme music. You can catch him at SoundboyMix.com for all of your mixing and mastering needs. (laughs) And we'd also like to shout out some of our favorite podcasts and fellow pod fam. Uh, First of all, Committee Pod. Uh, Definitely check them out. Also, our friend Angel has a new podcast called Caught in the Middle. And that one's going to be really awesome and exciting. So please check that out. Um, Let us know in the comments if you listened. And we will catch you next time.